Hi everyone, welcome to the Sky Now. This is an astrology podcast during which we look at planetary placements, influences, and events. I'm Duncan and I'm coming to you from my studio, Tarot du Soleil, here in Myland, Montreal, a place where I do astrology and tarot sessions for people live in person and via Zoom for folks out there in the greater world. How are you guys doing? It's hot in the city here today, city of Montreal. Uh, we're three days into an early season heat wave. I'm not a heat guy, really. Uh, you know, going south for me is like Portland or Seattle or Vermont or New York or something. It's Gemini season now, and certainly that's a season that aligns with an air element dominant like me. Um, Gemini season always seemed perfect for the end of the school year, you know, back when I was a kid. You know, no more teachers, no more school books, just endless sunny days of freedom. Um, time to get out and explore the world. And that really is the essence of, you know, of Gemini. Uh, I took a break from, uh, in May from posting about astrology and tarot, etc. on the, on Instagram, on the internet and, and a break from this podcast, uh, and some time to reflect and recharge. I don't really take vacations. Uh, well, I don't actually take vacations. Um, it's been a long push. Uh, it also seemed appropriate you know, uh, as I approached and then reached my 20-year clean and sober anniversary. Um, and that's, you know, that clean date is always going to be the most significant anniversary in my life. You know, with apologies to any theoretical fine lady who might come into my life, um, the clean date's always going to be the significant, uh, most significant anniversary. And, you know, and, and me getting clean and sober and staying that way is always going to stand as the greatest achievement of my life, though likely only another person afflicted with a disease of addiction will ever truly understand and appreciate that. Um, I'm very grateful for this better life, this rich, abundant life, this spiritual life, this worthwhile and meaningful life that I live now. Uh I'm passionate about recovery, both my own and that of others. Um, yeah, so just just grateful. Um, wow, 20 years of better living. Of course, you know, I continue to meet with seekers during my spring social media pause uh, for personal reflection. Um, for me, astrology and tarot, it's, you know, this is just all about the seekers and it's always been all about the seekers. This, you know, stuff really only has value to me if I can use it to, uh, value for me, if I can use it to help people, uh, I genuinely care about people and I, I feel blessed to be able to utilize, um, you know, uh, my passion for, astrology and tarot my experience in life whatever wisdom i've accrued to help guide people who find their way to see me in their own journey in life you know and and certainly with my north node in transformative scorpio that's my higher purpose in this life is to do exactly that um i'm back to posting astrology on instagram now and moving forward this podcast will be moving to a two um uh, episode every month format with an episode on the first and then on the 16th of each month um yeah i just love astrology it makes so much sense to me um it resonates with me uh it spoke to me when i first you know dove into it as a young person um astrology is truly beautiful 
12 signs, 12 tribes, 12 variations with all the rising sign possibilities. No prejudice, no hate. Everybody's welcome. Everybody is included. That's not the case with religion, though. Not with, you know, all religious uh, modes, though. Yes, okay, sure, there are open-minded, moderate subgroups in religions who have a modern view of things and, you know, have moved forward with the times. Now, the world is not the same as it was two or 3,000 years ago. Uh, we have a greatly expanded knowledge base. Many societies and people have evolved. In the West, in the early 1960s, societies freed themselves from the shackles of religious dogma and created communities that were increasingly inclusive. You know, collective values created societal policy rather than the interpretation of old, you know, the so-called holy books, uh, interpretations by clerics. You know, abortion rights, gay rights, freedom for women to have a life outside of a home. Those are just a few examples, uh, you know, uh, the progressive um, uh, societal values that were created uh, um, since the 1960s in the West. However, you know, there was a, still a small minority here who cling to the past, you know, and, and on the extreme, fanatical religious fundamentalists who propagate hate in the name of the God are straight up dangerous radicals who you know, threaten the rights of all humans who do not adhere to the rhetoric of their cult. Well, call it a cult. That's what it is. And, you know, here's a fact. You know, God does not care if a person is gay. You know, I mean, in fact, if you believe the source myth of Christianity and Islam, you know, the two biggest problem religions and and gay rights and other areas of life today. Um, you know, if you believe this creation myth that God created everything, well, guess what? Some of that everything that God created was gay. Yep, God created gay. And if you all believe that God is good, well, then gay's got to be good too. You know, um, as far as religion goes, a person has a right to practice religion only to the degree that it does not hurt other people or infringe on their rights. And that's basically, you know, where all of our rights end in every other area, you know. Um, I saw this week, you know, Uganda voted to outlaw being gay, made it a, an offense punishable by life, imprisonment, or death. That's right. In the 21st century... The government of a country made that choice. <laughs> it's brutal. Um, the lesbian, gay, bi, and trans people of Uganda, and indeed of all of Africa, will be definitely in my thoughts and energies, um, you know, from my altar moving forward. Now, while things are much better in the West here, uh, we must remain vigilant. The freedoms developed over here over the last 50s are in the scope of the religious right wing. Um, you know, and, and we know the, uh, they, they, uh, got, uh, Roe Wade, uh, overturned. So <sighs> thoughts and energies from my ritual altar and my magical being for the brave girls and women of Iran fighting for religious freedom, uh, or from freedom from religious oppression there, uh, thoughts and energies out to the universe today for the innocent people of Ukraine being brutalized and terrorized by international war criminal Vladimir Putin's imperialist armies, and as well for, you know, people in other areas of life also suffering and struggle to struggling to live in wartime conditions in their homeland due to attack or invasion by hostile native uh, countries, civil war or terrorist insurgency. And we've got, we've got folks in South America, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and across the continent of Africa, or, you know, trying to survive those different 
um, difficult situations, thoughts of energies for young girls and women at risk and suffering because they were denied abortion health care and rights by, uh, you know, aforementioned religious fanatics appointed to the Supreme Court in the United States by the previous president. The one who's sitting there is pretty good, but the one before was a nightmare. Um, thoughts and energies also for the victims and balance, uh, victims and families of uh, gun violence. Um, um, thoughts and energies for a beautiful home, the planet Earth, that she may receive the help, new clean technologies, and necessi- necessary worldwide low birth rates, and changes policy across the planet to get her to a healthy state again. This is a world problem. It's not. Uh, it's not just one region, um, or one ideology, or one viewpoint. Uh, you know, and of course, here's the thing: beyond intent and energy work in the metaphysical world, we must also be activists out in the physical world for the causes that are, you know, that are important that we hold dear in our heart. We must speak out in our communities with our voices, with our actions, and with our votes. Um. Before we move into the upcoming planetary activity, let's bring things back to basics. This is how this astrology stuff works. The planets are uh, always out there just doing their thing. You have a natal chart. It's a series of gifts and challenges presented to you at birth. What you choose to do with them is up to you. You have agency in your life. Your natal chart is your celestial blueprint. Through understanding it, you can create an operator's manual for yourself. So there's that, and then there's what's up now. That's where the planets are now and what they're doing. Then there's what's up now for you, and we discover that by superimposing the current transits or placements of the planets in the zodiac on your natal chart. And that is why I suggest you have your own natal chart in front of you when you listen to this podcast. Okay, on to the first 15 days of June. Uh, The moon cycle, the moon, uh, uh, this is important information for magical practitioners. um, And it's, you know, also important for day-to-day living for everyone. The moon provides an emotion experience template for us all every 28 days. Moon's in it will be in its waxing phase until Saturday. Uh, This phase is good for attracting and developing energy work and spells. After the full moon, uh, which occurs in Sagittarius on Saturday, June 4th at 2341 Eastern Daylight Time, the moon will wane. The waning phase is good for purging and banishing energy work. Shadow work, whatever that means to you as a practitioner, is best done in the last days before the full moon, when the moon is almost dark. Over the next 15 days, the moon is going to transit from Scorpio to Gemini. It's just touching Gemini at the end of, uh, you know, at the end of June uh, 15th. So you want to look at your chart and we see where those seven signs, the seven signs from Scorpio to Gemini are. See what planets you have in those signs. How the lunar transit uh, cycle affects your chart can give you a good indication as to which areas of life will be highlighted for better for use, worse for you over uh, the first 15 days of June. Now let's check in with where, you know, see where the inner inner planets are at. Uh, The sun's at 10 degrees Gemini today. It's going to move to 24 degrees Gemini over the next 15 days. Mercury is 18 degrees Taurus and is going to travel to 8 degrees Gemini. Venus is 25 degrees Cancer. It will move to 9 degrees Leo. Mars is at 6 degrees Leo and will move to 15 degrees Leo. Take a look at your natal chart and see where Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, and Leo are. Via house rulerships, you'll be able to see the areas of life that will be affected by the fast-tracking action of the inner planets for you. 
Um, now for the more constant uh, planetary uh, uh, energy of the middle and outer planets, as well as some other slow transiting elements of astrology, Jupiter is bringing us positive expansive energy and has us believing in the possible at three degrees Taurus. Um, Saturn is bringing emotional balance, spiritual discipline, spiritual structure to uh, our lives, and it's also delivering consequences to those deserving of them at six degrees Pisces. Um, you got, you know, afflicted personal planets in the early degrees of Pisces and, uh, you know, you're pushing your luck. I strongly suggest you stop doing that. Get your house in order. Clean up your act. Um, Uranus is inspiring innovation and sparking a, a liberation at 20 degrees Taurus. Um, Neptune's deepening consciousness at 27 degrees Pisces. Uh, Pluto is forging and facilitating transformation and acting as an agent of change at zero degrees Aquarius retrograde. Um, Chiron, the healer, is facilitating well-being at 18 degrees Aries. Um, Black Moon Lilith is stirring energies of seduction, opening magical channels, and enabling empowerment at 16 degrees Leo. The North Node is at 3 degrees Taurus, and the South Node is 3 degrees Scorpio, so the karmic axis runs low to high from Scorpio-Taurus to that degree point. Take a look at your natal chart and see where those points of Taurus and Scorpio are. Things are brewing there. So now let's just put all this together and see what the uh, agile, uh, astrological energy for the first 15 days of June 2023 uh, looks like. Um Thursday, June 1st, uh, the month begins with some moon-sun discord as Luna is moving through Scorpio, a sign that definitely does not jive with Gemini. These things do not get along. However, you know, we do have serendipitous good fortune smiling down on us, and this will continue for the next six days, as both points of good fortune in the Zodiac are conjunct in Venus-ruled Taurus now. So that's Jupiter, the North Node, conjunct in Taurus now. Take a chance. Certainly, if things are possible at all, likely it is most possible now. Um, this is a fortuitous time for initiation of action and openings of all sorts, particularly in the Venus-oriented areas of life. Um, you want to look where three degrees uh, Taurus is on your chart, see what kind of activity you have there, of course. Yeah, uh, for some, this can be the ideal uh, time to uh, procreate. Um, Pay attention to your dreams um, uh, today as, you know, uh, with the moon in Scorpio, it's also activating uh, the energy from the south node. So that's a really great start to a month. That's a wonderful astrological conjunction. Um, and, and, and the good fortune energies extend, as I said, uh, you know, for the first few days of uh, June. Uh, Friday, um, June 2nd, uh, Venus in, transfer, in Cancer, rather, uh, trines Neptune in Pisces. You know, this is a, this is a great love uh, real aspect. It's a healing aspect. Um, it's a nice social aspect. It brings some really positive energy to the first weekend of, uh, of June. Saturday, June 3rd, the moon moves into Sagittarius at 1.04 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Well, you know, the Saturn, Sag sun, uh, rather Sagittarius moon and the Venus and the Gemini sun work really well together. These energies integrate well and, and it's just, you know, filled with, uh, 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 filled with fun, really. Um, so that bodes well for a good weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, uh, get out and have some fun. 
uh, go with these energies. The moon is full uh, in Sagittarius at 2341 uh, Eastern Daylight Time. And the theme of this full moon is passion revealed and passion expressed. This is one of the sexiest full moons of the year, really, lunar transits, new or full, uh, lunar events, rather. It's certainly a celebratory full moon. Um, get out with your coven, dance naked in the woods. Just make sure that, you know, it's isolated if that's what you're doing. Um, you might want to post a lookout. Um, the, uh, this celestial energy is, is meant for enjoying, make the most of it. You know, if you like to sit out in the park with your friends, do that on a, in the afternoon, just make sure you're wearing sunscreen and lots of water if you're in Montreal and other warmer places. Uh, Feel the beat of your pulse. Move with the rhythm of your heart. Dance to the tune of your desire now. Desire and passion are the essence of the element of fire. And um, and as I said, this Sagittarius moon really integrates well and, um, and merges well with the Gemini sun. Sunday, uh, Mercury is conjunct Uranus and Taurus, and that's going to create energies that inspire us to move out of comfort zones. And that's, you know, that's a good thing. Comfort zones are, we stay in them because they're known and well comfortable, but they can, you know, be limiting to say the least. Uh, be open to some change, some adventurous action. Uh, so pretty good weekend astrologically for most folks, definitely. Monday, June 5th, uh, the moon transits into Capricorn at 3.30, uh, 3.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, now, Gemini and Capricorn, okay, Earth and Air, um, not harmonious elements, but these two planet uh, signs can get things done together. This Earth-Air-Earth uh, combo works. Um, so that could be you know, that can make for a pr productive start to the week. Uh, Venus enters Leo on the on the fifth, and uh, now Venus is opposite Pluto in Aquarius Monday. That can spark some ego-based drama. <laughs> be prepared to hold your ground and maintain your boundaries and advocate for yourself. You know, if you're running into somebody who's more uh, aggressive um, or in their, you know, in their own stuff, um, remember to be respectful of others. Um, um, overall, you know, the Venus-Leo transit, it's big pass passionate, positive, performative energies that benefit, you know, will benefit areas of life governed by the Leo rule of house of your chart and will bring opportunity, um, attract opportunity to folks, particularly those with personal planets or a luminary in Leo. So it's a good transit, little dicey start just because of the square, you know, the opposition rather to Pluto and Aquarius. Uh, Pluto's, you know, moving into out of Aquarius back into Capricorn. So it's a little, it's a little rough to begin. Um, if you just, you know, if you can, if you can avoid the drama and 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 just, you know, stay in your own line and focus on the tasks ahead, it could be, a, you know, it can be a good day. Um, things are relatively quiet Tuesday, and maybe that's the more productive day. Wednesday, June seventh at four forty-two a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon moves into Aquarius. Now this creates the most air element intensive period of Gemini season. Problems can be solved now. Accords reached. Clarity of mind achieved. Um, uh, creative inspiration. Um, be able to make a choice. Water people might find this, uh, you know, water element people, so water sun sign people may find this energy combo a little off-putting, though. Um, 
Everybody else, I think, can work with it, but Aaron Water just being so different. Um, now we move to Friday at 6.14 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and we have the moon, you know, moving into Pisces. Well, the water element people will feel relief now. The moon has come home to a water element sign. Um, Pisces and Gemini energies, though, uh, they make for confusion. I mean, uh, so... Uh, be careful, you know, that you know exactly what you're agreeing to. Um, a lot of hooking up may occur under these energies, and some of it will, you know, definitely turn out to be regrettable, however. Uh, also Friday, we have a Mercury and Taurus sextile Neptune and Pisces, which boosts healing and well-being. So perhaps that's really, you know, self-care is the best, you know, area to invest your energies in on Friday or... You know, um, uh, or working on, no, I'm just going to say self-care. Um, Saturday, June 10th marks the last quarter uh, moon of the cycle. And so now you can start thinking about doing your shadow work. Uh, Sunday at 9.21 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, the moon moves into Aries. Retrograde Pluto re-enters Capricorn at that point, too. The energies of Sunday-Monday can bring up old conflicts. The energies of this combo are pretty aggressive, so be forewarned. A willingness to be reasonable could prove extremely helpful now. Um, try not to flog any dead horses. Um, uh, avoid indulging in petty gossip that may come back and bite you in the ass. Um, you know, we've also got uh, Venus and Leo squaring Jupiter and Taurus on that day, which is stimulating stubbornness and laziness. So, not great. Um, an event, though, uh, Venus joins the Sun in Gemini, and that boosts our curiosity and fur further stimulates our desire for freedom and exploration. Um, that energy moves forward. Uh, be prepared for requests during, for space during that transit, though. Some people are going to ask for space. Tuesday, June 12th at 2.31 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon transits into Taurus. This is another out-of-sync moon-sun combo. Be prepared to wait for an answer under these energies. Uh, mental plots, plots may prove challenging. Um, then, uh, you know, we've got... Um, on the 15th... Mercury in Gemini, square Saturn in Pisces. That can have people anxious or gloomy um, about things. Uh, catastrophizing. Um, uncomfortable in your skin kind of thing. However, relief is in sight as the moon moves into Gemini at 9.46 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, where it harmonizes beautifully with the sun in Gemini. And so... As we leave this energy period and move into, you know, uh, toward the 16th and another, you know, another uh, episode of this podcast, it's good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. That's it for this week. Uh, for daily aspect reports, follow me on Instagram at Duncan Delamontang. Um, you'll find uh, an astrology point uh, posted uh most days in the story section, other stuff too, astrology related, dog related. <laughs> My fur niece shows up there a lot and her friends. <laughs> uh, Ellie is her name, by the way. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. I wish you all well. 
Uh, I'll be back uh, in on the fifty on on the sixteenth rather uh, with a new episode of the Sky Now. Until then, be good to yourself and be good to others. Mm-hmm.